In order to get clients consistently, there are two systems in your business that need to work like a well-oiled machine, your marketing system and your sales system. I am Shanice Miller and welcome to my podcast, Do Less. Yes, that's right, Do Less. It used to be cool to work 60 hours a week, but the world has gotten smarter and realized why spend more time to make the same or less money. I help small business owners build systems and processes to help them scale and find more time for themselves and their families. I'm going to provide you the best practices and all the tools and tips to scale your business. Welcome to my show. Summer, thank you so much for coming on the show. Hey, thank you. This is my pleasure. So what is the problem that you're having with getting clients? It's just that I haven't found a way to just have recurring revenue consistently in my business. So there's a lot of fluctuations. And why is that such a big problem? I think it's tough to be a business owner when you see big dips in your profit and have to like soothe that feeling that you're like good enough and doing enough and have enough. And so I've really been soothing that feeling this summer of seeing that dip. And I know there's fluctuations oftentimes as a business owner, but it's it's kind of a tough thing to, to go through and to process. So I'd really love to have a pipeline of consistently being able to serve clients. Okay. So how does that feel? Because I mean, I know you're mentioning like that you know, feeling like enough, that sound like that was something that came up. How is that coming out in your particular life? Yeah, I think it's really interesting because I think my business, because I've really built it around something I'm really passionate about, it really impacts the rest of my life, right? And so that feeling of that scarcity or that feeling of, is there you know, am I going to be able to make my business successful can really impact just my imposter syndrome in a lot of parts of my life of, you know, that insecurity that comes up in my relationships or, you know, just in various ways, like that feeling of insecurity is just buzzing in the back of my mind at all times. And yeah, that can be really tough. And of course, it's like, Oftentimes, I'm actually able to work on self-soothing mechanisms that are not creating that sense of urgency that like, I never want to push people into working with me because I believe it's really effective. And I know that the right people come to me. I'm always taken care of and provided for. I know that. But there are times that that slips my mind (laughs) and I I do act in this sense of urgency or I even get like a little like salesy instead of relationship focused. And that feels really icky. And that perpetuates that feeling of insecurity that I have. Mm, I I get that because I I've been in a situation where I had like a high pressure sales type of thing. And like, they're not trying to let you get off the phone. They're like, yeah. And I'm like, this just does not feel good. Like it doesn't Mm -hmm. necessarily, I'm sure it probably gets some results somewhere, but at the Mm -hmm. same sense, like you are, I don't have that in me either to like, 
you know, keep pressuring or keep mm-hmm. going in on something to try to get that person to put a deposit down or to go go through because what is for you at this time is the best for you. And, you know, people always come back because they know that I am genuinely trying to help as well. It's not like I'm just trying to make the sales. I, I can really see something in your business that we can really work on, make it feel better. Yeah. People know when they need to work with people who do their systems, right? Like yes. <laughs> they feel the urgency themselves. And I never want to make a decision out of urgency and scarcity. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to make people feel like they need to make a decision out of urgency and scarcity. It's a different feeling in your body. It's not excitement and peace. It's like this like feeling of like needing to do something or else. And it's a feeling of lack and mm-hmm. it's the opposite of abundance. And I never want to make anybody feel that way. So I need to get out of that state. Like it's my responsibility to soothe myself out of that state so that I never project it onto anyone else. I like that. I like exactly how you put that because there are so many times where in life I can feel a little bit anxious about something and it is like pushing past those anxious feelings Mm -hmm. to try to get to what's the root of it, what's the heart of the matter and what is it that I'm really trying to go? Where am I trying to get to? So ideally, what is it that you want from your business? Where are you trying to go? What is that uh, time rich (laughs) life for you? Yeah. Well, my non-negotiable is I never work more than 25 hours a week. I love it. (laughs) Yeah. That's that's all about doing less over here too. (laughs) So yeah, we don't work all those extra hours or overtime or anything as as well. So they're right up my alley. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Once I saw you, I was like, we're the same. (laughs) So that's my non-negotiable when I started my business. I wanted to work less and make more. That's the whole reason I started this business. And then I found what it is that is my gift and what's in my zone of genius and joy and how I could impact people within that frame. And so every decision I make is really through the lens of, is this helping me work less and make more? Right. And so I have specific numbers for each of that. So yeah, I would like to work less than 25 hours so that I could dedicate my time outside of work to serving my community, to nurturing my relationships outside of work, to spending time outdoors, to reading and watching British soap operas. Like, So that's how I view a time-rich life for me. It's different for everybody, but I really want to spend my working time in my zone of genius and joy, eliminate, automate, delegate the rest, and spend my time outside of work nurturing myself and nurturing my relationships. Yes. So I, I definitely hear that it's specifically that you love that time freedom. And I am that same person that loves that time freedom to do whatever I want. One of my uh, hobbies that I've picked up recently was golf. So being able mm-hmm. to leave out at like 2.30, 3pm mm-hmm. on certain days just to go play. I'm like, that is amazing. It's the best feeling in the world. So I know you're, you know, you have the time rich life, you want to get that time freedom but you're having the issue with inconsistent clients. What have you done to try to fix it? Well, I really try to practice what I preach, which is focusing on the main thing, right? Like what is the main thing, the thing that most moves the needle? And so I really take in a lot of data to look at what is the thing that's created the most clients in my life and in my business so far. And it's really the relationships I've built. So it's word of mouth and referrals. And so I'm really trying to double down on what's worked and then double down on that again and just build really solid relationships with my current clients, with leads, with collaborators. So that's what I'm spending the majority of my time, money, energy on is just building relationships with people and taking on that responsibility to soothe that feeling and know that I'm investing in long game results 
is really, it's hard, but it is the medicine that will create the results ongoing. And what I offer isn't, it's not cheap, right? Like, so it's not like it's like an immediate sale if they don't know, like, and trust me. They really have to believe in what I'm able to do for them. And that usually comes through seeing it from somebody else and no liking and trusting them, knowing, liking and trusting them and them recommending me. And so it's not this like quick turnaround. It's, it's an investment into that relationship. So I know that really focusing in on that and spending the majority of my time doing that is paying off. It's just the long game. It really is. So I hear spending the majority of your time on your marketing system. <laughs> but- yeah, I guess that is, it's like my nurturing marketing system, mm-hmm. right? And it's not just marketing, but it's serving. It's the client deliverable so that I can get that referral. My big, hairy, audacious goal is a referral from every client and a client from every referral. And okay. so I know that in order to do that, I need to really nurture those relationships with my clients. Also, I don't work with anybody who I don't want to become more like in some way, shape, or form. And so it's really easy to build the relationships with my clients because I genuinely really like them. Like three or four of them, I've actually like tossed the football with, right? So like, I just, it's, it's really easy. Like, like a literal toss the football? Yes. <laughs> yeah, like a literal toss the football. So, so it's really easy to do that. But at the same time, it is easy to get in that scarcity mindset of like, is this enough? Am I doing enough? Or is this going to convert into the actual clients that I need? Because it can't just be, you know, tossing the football. <laughs> it has to also like, you know, be able to be a relationship that builds the business too. Mm-hmm. And that's hard for me to navigate sometimes. It's like, I really just want to focus on relationships. And I know that pays off long term. But there is this part of me that's like, is this all I focus on? Like, is this actually marketing? And like, how is it marketing? And how much do I serve and give? Like, you know, I was just on a call with somebody for an hour yesterday, did not sell myself at all, but I really like earned their trust. And also I had a great time creating strategy for them, but like didn't charge for it. So then there's this, this like kind of thing that goes on in my head. That's like, okay. Really want to focus on the building the relationships, but how much of this is client conversion or will it eventually like building those relationships does usually help your business long term. I think that you said some really important things there. One with networking, like what am I really doing in networking that is actually converting people versus what is you know, just kind of like seen as building relationships, but it's not really moving anyone towards the goal of being a client. Because at the end of the day, it we are in business. And in business, you have to make money, you have to be profitable. So it's like, yes, we are enjoying people's personalities, getting to know them and things like that. But the end goal is still, like you said, to have that referral become a client and the client have a referral. And so with all that said, because I know you are, you mentioned being a data-driven person, looking at the data, how are you at identifying and monitoring some of those metrics that are going to move those people? Because, you know, a lot of people can say, oh, you know, with networking, it's kind of hard to move the needle forward. But I've been through things like BNI and some other things, and I can see how some of their numbers really work, how they are, you know, spewing out, we're doing this many referrals, we're talking to this many people per day. So what are your numbers looking like that you're identifying with you connecting and having those referrals? Well, I do know that my 
the biggest thing that I can do is connect with the right people, right? And so I've looked at the different groups that I've been in and the different, you know, talks that I've given. And I can see right away when it's the wrong people or they're not Mm. ready for that, right? If they're a really new business owner, they need to invest in other things, probably not the the systems that help them scale. Like they really need to like invest in, you know, lead generation and, and, you know, all of the different things that are in the marketing world. And so for me, it's like the people who are established but have built their systems around themselves and are now ready to scale beyond themselves or really manage their team in a way that is scalable Mm -hmm. and in a way that gets a lot of positive ROI. And so that's where I'm at. And so if I join the Chamber of Commerce, which I did, and I meet a lot of, you know, like brick and mortar businesses or businesses who are not at the level where they need to work with me, I know that maybe I've invested in the wrong thing, right? Or the time, money, energy is not in that highly converting space that I need to be in. And so I really know that people who join masterminds or high-level coaching groups, people who have already hired a growth coach, but they need now system support because they're outgrowing their systems, like that is my people. And so now I've started to really focus and hone in on my marketing and my networking to really be the people who are ready to, because it's also a disservice if I spend my time, money, energy on people who aren't ready or who are past the level that they need to be to work with me. Right. And so it's like, I'm not impacting the right people. So yeah, people are, who are ready for the systems to support their scaling or, you know, really need to focus on the people, the processes and the routines, people who are really interested in like an EOS alternative. Like those are the people that I'm really need to be in the rooms with. And so I'm, I'm trying to get into that point where I'm really in those rooms more and more. So I'm so glad that you brought up EOS. I really love the book Traction. It's one of my favorites. But what exactly is EOS? so that we can just make sure we're breaking this down. And I know that you are the EOS alternative for tiny teams with big dreams. So I do want (laughs) you to let me know all about that. Yeah, so EOS is Entrepreneur Operating System. And it's it's a fantastic framework. You've mentioned Traction is one of the books that they have out. They also have Rocket Fuel about why visionaries need integrators. And just as a side note, I took the assessment and I scored an 8181 visionary integrator. So I have both brains, which is really interesting. They have What the Heck is EOS? They have uh, Process, which is a great book as well. So they've got all these different systems. I've taken their classes. They're phenomenal. And I've talked to some of their implementers. They're such a great framework and system for when you are a multi-million dollar team or a team of 10 or more. But what happens a lot of times is that $40,000 plus price tag for each year and then two years of implementation is really hard for a small team of 10 or less to look at because they really need immediate results and they need processes that fit in between their own processes that are already working for them, right? And so where I come in is really a hybrid approach of my own systems that I've built after a decade of being an executive assistant and then moving into head of operations and now doing this on my own, building the systems that really support what Oh, like what you really need right now, the gaps that you're feeling and the the bottlenecks that you're really needing to solve right now with your systems. Um, so EOS is fantastic. I highly recommend reading Rocket Fuel if you haven't or Traction. And they're just such a good system. But again, 
it's really looking at the system that you need that fits within your current company and your current visions, right? So that's why I like to say like the U.S. alternative for tiny teams with big dreams, because your vision is probably to scale, but you might have a tiny team right now and you really need to utilize them well. And you really need to build the systems and have the processes in place that really scale where you want to go. Yes, I completely agree with that. And that's why I think it's really great to have someone else to put their outside eyes because there have been so many times where I'm like, I can do this myself and I'm going and I'm doing all this reading and this research. And it's just such this upward climb of learning all of this new different stuff and then trying to implement it myself, whereas someone who already has the experience has come right in and they say, this is exactly what you need. And they're able to pinpoint exactly what I need within like a 15, 30 minute time frame. whereas it's taken me about three weeks or three months or three years to pinpoint exactly what they've already seen that I'm missing. And that's exactly what I hear from my clients. I'm sure your clients have said the same thing to you. You can go in there, pinpoint it. And I think sometimes like we're reading all these books and taking all of these courses, but that's what's missing to have that person's unbiased eyes on your business to really see and say, hey, this is what's really going to get you to the upper level that I've seen that's worked with my other clients that I've developed as well, like the marketing and sales systems. So many people forget some of those things that are like really important to those marketing and sales systems that's like, oh, okay. I don't have to do all these things. Like you said before, you can automate, eliminate, delegate. Those are my three main things as well. <laughs> but really, I implement those systems in there for you so that you aren't having to figure out how to do all of those things for you. Yeah, I will say also, like, I mean, you know this too. It's like this, a consultant comes in and provides that accountability and ongoing support like you do, and it gets you out of the weeds. for one hour a week or for however long a week to actually do the work. And that can be really tough to find the time and the space to get out of the weeds and have that accountability and that ongoing support and to be able to implement and or implement with them and then ask questions about it or make adjustments for what works for you. So it's, it's really imperative at that point to have an outside eye, but also ongoing support and accountability to implement those things as well. So I love that you said all that. It sounds like that's what you are really meaning when you tell business owners to fly the plane, don't serve the coffee. (laughs) Yeah, that's my favorite thing. Really, it's like you're the captain of your plane. You need to be focused on flying it. You need to be focused on the destination you are taking your customers to. And if you are busy serving the coffee on the plane, who the heck is flying the plane? Right. So you need to hire the right people to serve the coffee, to show the emergency exits, to answer the questions for your customers so that you can focus on flying the plane. I love that. I do love that. And I do have a really big question for you. So when it comes to getting clients in your business, are you flying the plane or serving the coffee? Mm, love that question. I When we started talking, I was like, I wish that I could just hire myself to coach myself. Because <laughs> I, I need somebody sometimes to sit down and be like, what is the main thing? Are you focusing on the main thing? Are you spending the majority of your time, money, energy on the main thing? What can you eliminate, automate, delegate? So I do think that In general, I am flying the plane. I am really getting my clients to see those results. I'm focusing on the destination. I'm focusing on the 20% that's making the 80% of impact, right? Mm. But sometimes I do get in that frame where I'm like, 
I am the one that needs to talk to each person, or I am the one that needs to answer each question, or, you know, do different things that aren't actually moving the needle. And so I, I myself actually have a CEO check-in that I've created for myself every single month that automatically like sends me a notification to fill it out. And I have to take a good look and say, what is the main thing? How am I spending the majority of my time, money, energy on it? What do I need to eliminate? What do I need to automate? What do I need to delegate to who and how? Right? So I have to implement those exact same systems as well. And it has been really interesting in the last month to really just start digging into like, what's the 20%? What do I need to eliminate, automate, delegate myself? So I know we talked about a lot of stuff and you mentioned some really good things. What do you need to automate, delegate, and eliminate yourself? What do you think that solution is? Well, I've really started, like I said earlier, like cutting out the groups that I don't need to be a part of because they're not where my people live. And so that's an easy elimination. I've really started thinking about what are the projects that I want to take on and then really stripping those down and being like, "Mm, are those actually in alignment with the main thing of, you know, getting these clients through the door, right? And a lot of it was was just no. (laughs) And a lot of it was really auditing my time. So what I've done is actually create like a template. I've been spending the majority of my time, money, energy on getting in front of the right people. So I gave three talks, was on one summit this last month, so in July, and then getting in the right room. So I've actually started joining the right groups of, especially female entrepreneurs is kind of my passion. And so I've been getting in front of a lot more female entrepreneurs who are already at that, you know, 150 to 300K mark or a little bit more where they're really seeing the scaling and starting to break the systems that have been created around them, right? So I've started to get in front of those right people. And I've started creating automations a little bit to really streamline the newsletter process that I create, the calls that I'm doing, that back and forth, creating some of the email follow-ups that are right in Calendly so I don't have to work worry about any of the workflows. They automatically send the link that gives them the resource and just doing things like that. And then Delegating my VA is phenomenal. I've really outsourced a lot of any kind of social media content creation to her. She's just been creating like all sorts of different resources. If I give a talk or anything like that, she really is backing me up quite extensively. And then I just put out a relationship CRM as like a free resource for one of the summits I was on about building relationships. And I had somebody really just like create a lot of that and help me with creating like the system that's really going to be the best for the people that are looking at that summit. So there's a lot of things that I've been really streamlining in order to just spend 13 of my 25 hours or more on building those key relationships with key people, Mm -hmm. just being able to serve as much as possible and surprise and delight people as much as possible because that's what gives me joy and it's also what shows my clients that I care and gives them results as well and so I think that the most important thing for me is really serving those clients and really serving the people that I'm communicating with so that hour on a call yesterday that was not a waste of time because I really got to help somebody break through their biggest bottleneck It really was a place of service and it really delighted me as well. So spending more time on those things that really, yeah, just move the needle, but also fill my cup. 
I love it. So thank you so much, Summer, for letting us know that the main thing for you is the main thing, which is marketing. And maybe that outreach can be outsourced. And so then you can jump in at the end after someone's already warmed them up through email and got them to book that call. And I love how that can really streamline things, help you to do less in your business. So if someone wants to learn more about your services and what you do or how they can follow you, where can they go? You can go to thetimerich.com. I'm also on Instagram at the.time.rich. And then if they wanted to sign up, I actually have an email every single week that people say is one of the most actionable emails that come in their inbox. They've unsubscribed from everything else and they love this one. It's called Implement This. And every single week, it's an action item that you can implement to streamline your systems. Nice, nice. So thank you so, so much for coming on. It was such a pleasure. Yeah, thank you. This was awesome. This has been an amazing episode of Do Less with me, Shanice Miller. Share this episode with anyone who needs to hear this today. Leave a five-star rating and review. And remember, if you're an entrepreneur and you need to do less in your business, click the link in the description to work with me.